Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast. I'm here with Kieran Brannigan, the CEO of Upwinter. How's it going, Kieran? Uh, it's going well, Ronan. Uh, thank you very much. No problem. So how did you guys start Upwinter and what do you actually do as well? Uh, well, it's it's a story that goes back over the last sort of fourteen or fifteen years. So, uh, in two thousand and two, um, we were a startup with with three um, sort of software engineers based in Dublin who uh, who kind of left the security of their own jobs um, working in the travel industry, and they created a, a startup called OpenJaw Technologies. Uh, at that point, they they had a, a thirty thousand foot view of the online travel space and. You know, where they felt things were going was that travel brands would become full travel retailers to their own websites. So, for example, an airline, you know, wouldn't just sell its airline seat, but would also offer, you know, the, the full the full itinerary to a traveler, um, you know, around hotels, cars, things like sort of city attractions. And then later on, as, as people will have seen from the likes of, of Ryanair um, about um sort of air ancillaries, you know, things around sort of baggage and around sort of uh, seat selection on board. So these are sort of seen as potential big drivers in the travel industry at, at that point. Um, you know, so we, we've had a, um, a fairly successful uh, journey so far. Uh, we're a travel technology business. We provide a large e-commerce solution. Um, the primary markets that we look at within travel are airlines, loyalty programs and online travel agencies and what we provide them with is the ability to be able to better retail their products through their their own consumer websites. So we've deployed now to over 30 customers uh, worldwide, um, you know, brands such as British Airways, uh, Cathay Pacific and in the loyalty space people like uh, Air Miles. And then We've grown to 250 people globally. We've got um, offices in five countries, so we're headquartered here in Ireland. Uh, but we also have um, large presence in Spain, Poland, Hong Kong, and uh, China. We're starting out on our China um, office build-out at this point. That's impressive. Very impressive. So, David, how did you guys get bought over by a Chinese company, and the, uh, which is owned by the government? Yeah, it's... It's a, it's a sort of a, sounds like a, a sort of a, a strange uh, acquisition, but I, I, I think when I sort of explain it, it it's sort of reasonably um, sort of natural. So when we looked um, back in 2010, we looked at um, where, I suppose, the major growth markets in travel were in the world. And I mean, the, the, the thing that obviously um, comes um, back is Asia and in particular China. I mean, these are incredibly um, developing sort of travel markets with, you know, the large um, and increasing middle class that, that wants to fly, that basically wants to uh, travel internally or sort of see the world. So we, we saw just an enormous opportunity in uh, in Asia and particularly in China. But one of the challenges, of course, is um, accessing a market like that um, is a uh, is a challenge and would require considerable investment and then local expertise on the ground. So we were very fortunate in that we entered into a partnership with a company called Travel Sky. Um, and Travel Sky are uh, uh, owned by the Chinese government, um, but also part listed in um, in Hong Kong. 
and they basically dominate the sort of the, the travel IT market in China, and they provide you know reservations and um, technology for airlines, and also um, airport technology um, across about 300 air, uh, airports in China. So they they became for us a a channel to market where we could um, sell or allow them to sell our e-commerce platforms to Chinese airlines. Um, so it, it it became a successful partnership, and you know our, our initial um, solution was sold to uh, an airline called Hainan, which was the fifth largest airline in China, which is a pretty substantial airline by by world standards. And then really based on that, based on a, on the pipeline of other opportunities, um, in May of 2016, uh, so about a year ago, um, we were then acquired by TravelSky. Uh, so that's been a very interesting experience. Um, you know, we've, we've certainly now um, are very focused on Asia and very focused on China. But we also have a mandate from um, our Chinese owners to also scale our business globally because they, they see this also as an expansion outside of China for their own organization. So, yeah, so it's, 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 it's rather unusual. We are one of the few sort of companies in Ireland that are owned by, um, by a Chinese entity. Um, I know that this, uh, the, the likes of the IDA find it fascinating in terms of, you know, attracting um, further sort of foreign direct investment using Openjaw as, a, as an example of what can be achieved. I guess that's pretty good because over the years we, we didn't see the Chinese doing that, but now they're getting more involved globally, worldwide, and coming to a major power. So for you guys, yeah. to have that behind you and the money behind you as well is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, I think in general, just the strategy within China is, um, you know, this sort of a belt and road strategy, which is, you know, to, to extend outside of China um, across to a number of um, global regions that they've identified. Um, but, but even within the travel industry itself, um, it actually has been very outward looking with some of the sort of large uh, Chinese OTAs, etc., making lots of acquisitions outside of China. So yeah, it's a very, um, I'd say it's a very buoyant, a very sort of exciting time um, in China in terms of just sort of uh, reaching out and trying to build global brands from a Chinese base, but also acquiring assets in the West. Yeah, I guess uh, right now you're looking to hire, hiring uh, some some more employees. What job are you looking to hire in? What areas? Yeah, we're well at the moment. We have uh, 250 people. Um, you know, and that, that's across our six office locations within within five uh, five countries, and we're looking by 2019 to increase that to 450 people. So we, we effectively are going to be hiring 200 additional people. Um, about 50 of those will be in Ireland between Dublin and uh, Galway offices, and then the rest will be um, in our other sort of uh, local operations. But but with a heavy emphasis on the build-out of our Chinese R&D center, which is in Dalian in uh, northeast China. So the, the roles will be mostly software engineering, um, project management, and then also a small amount of um, commercial roles. But predominantly, it's all engineering-led and basically allows us to extend our platform into the future and also to deploy more successfully within China. I guess you're, you guess you're planning basically for the long term. Uh, we're planning for the long term. I mean, we we do have um, we do have a, a plan, um, you know, and that plan is going to see us, you know, become I think a major player within the world of uh, online travel. I mean, we we are quite well known today. 
but we see a very large opportunity. Um, we, we've been growing successfully really from the start, um, increasing sort of revenues and our profitability. And, you know, we, we were self-funded uh, um, right from the very start, which is, is a sort of great sign of um, success. So, I mean, we, we, we see a lot of continued opportunities in the world of travel. It's very, um, it's very exciting. It's very fast moving. And um, in certain regions of the world, um, travel is on a very sort of steep uh, growth curve. So what is your plans for the next five years? Just plan to expand more and grow more? Yeah, um, well, we, we definitely, you know, we'll, we'll continue to scale our business. Um, scaling that business means that we, we still have to um, innovate and sort of increase our, our level of innovation. I mean, we, we achieve sort of a, a improved engineering sort of capability and delivery and then it's also around, you know, adding the, the sort of the commercial execution in the business so that we can basically um, sell more of our products across the world. Um, so, I mean, we, we plan on being a, a major um, global player. Um, we potentially, if, if we are successful, can consider a, a listing of the business um, at some point in the next sort of three to five years. So we're, we're very excited. I mean, we, we have our plan. And... Um, we know the types of things that the sort of world of online travel will require over the next couple of years. And I guess over the, uh, at the moment, travel tech is is getting a great resurgence. Where do you see it going over the next few years? Um, yeah, the, it's the next few years will be exciting. I mean, if you, if you were look, to look at the travel industry, it's I mean, it's been um, an industry that I think has seen incredible innovation over the years. I mean, it, it was truly the first sort of global industry that was connected um, prior to the internet. I mean, every travel agency and um, every airport uh, was connected via green screens um, before um, the internet was sort of omnipresent. And, you know, but then when the internet came, it, it fully embraced the internet and there was a, a whole um, range of sort of a new startup companies that became very significant players, um, especially in the uh, the online travel agency space. So it, it's been a, it's been an incredible industry. Um, so the, the next sort of five years, I still think that you're going to see a huge amount of sort of uh, reinvention. I think you will you will see a lot of reinvention around travel retailing, um, and that that means ultimately delivering. You know, a much more improved customer experience um, and ultimately that will drive even a higher sort of percentage of online bookings in the industry. If you were to look at, say, the, the key technology drivers to achieve this, um, it is certainly mobile, uh, especially in Asia. Mobile is the strategy in Asia. Uh, big data and leveraging sort of those uh, data assets. And then also cognitive technologies such as IBM Watson, an area that we're sort of investing a lot of R&D in at the moment. And, and that really, um, from, the, from the sort of machine learning, artificial intelligence um, point of view, we have the ability to automate just much more of the sort of the journey of the customer and the customer experience. So they really will become the sort of key drivers. So mobile, big data and cognitive, I think, are the big sort of technical drivers for the next uh, five years. Because I know Watson has come over leaps and bounds to what it used to be. It's now basically yeah. become a major player worldwide. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at Watson um, as you know one of you know probably the major platform over the next ten years. I think what it will do and what what it will um, in, enable uh, will be will be very disruptive across a whole range of industries. 
And we see it as a very sort of complementary aspect to what we're doing in terms of the ability, you know, to use machine learning um, to provide a much higher sort of level of automation and scaling um, in terms of how airlines or, or loyalty programs basically bring their offerings to the market. Well, I think a long-term muscle will bring in your costs as well because it's so easy to use and implement. Yeah, it will. It will certainly bring bring. Um, it'll certainly have an impact on costs. It'll, it'll have an impact on society in general um, because it is an incredibly powerful machine in terms of learning. Um, so, you know, it, it's got implications for society, I suppose, across um, quite a range of uh, jobs and things like that. You know, it's it's it, it is very interesting. Yeah, and I guess uh, with you guys, mobile as well. It's getting better because all the time mobiles coming cheaper and cheaper to buy. Like devices are cheaper now. Everyone's got one. Yeah, I mean, but you know, everything that we do is, um, and especially for Asia, mobile is the only thing that matters. I mean, mobile, you know, in Asia, mobile is a strategy, um, quite simply. Um, so many people transact. I think they are um, further ahead than in the West. I mean, the use of uh, WeChat as a platform, the use of uh, QR codes. Um, you know, it, it really is the kind of um, mobile plus the QR code is what, what, what we'd say is the magic sauce of e-commerce in, in Asia. Um, so everything that we need to do in terms of customer experience and in, in terms of offering, you know, full retailing capabilities, that has to work on a mobile just as it has to work on, on a tablet, just as it has to work on a desktop. Um, so we, we kind of look at um, reinventing our, our, our user uh, interfaces. I mean, everything that we do is around responsive design so that the same um, technology can work across a variety of different form factor platforms. Okay, thanks so much for that, Kieran. That's good to hear. And hopefully you guys keep doing what you're doing and good luck in the future. Thanks so much for the interview. Okay, thank you very much, Ron. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thanks, bye. All right, thanks. Bye.